Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We basically brought all the clubs together to say, this is where we're heading. If we keep going the way we're going, without making any changes, we're probably not going to be around for another 130 years like the bitch history that we currently have. So it really was that point to say, let's all work together so that uh, we are around for, uh, for another 130 years. That was WASC CEO Michael Roberts, and he was on the show and he was talking about a briefing that the West Australian Football Commission gave to the nine waffle clubs and the two AFL clubs last Wednesday. And they sat them down and they said, look, it's not so much where we are, but where we are headed. And they were referring mainly to the sustainability of the waffle competition. And they put some fairly alarming data to them and it wasn't subjective data it was objective data so in other words they just put the facts in front of them and the facts were about how sustainable their competition was and the answer was it was becoming less sustainable basically 10 years ago the west australian football commission was providing the wafl clubs with about 20 percent of their funding it's climbing towards 30 percent now Their crowds have dipped over that time from about 2,200 on average at games down to about 1,500 or 1,600 now. They've developed a a campaign to try and get younger people to the footy, and that created a little bit of a spike at uh, at the start of the season. But that spike has not necessarily continued through. We've had bad weather. The crowds have dropped off a little bit. And the point they've made is that if we continue to have a competition where only a few clubs share in the success and spoils of the competition, will people come anyway? Will people come to support Perth, for example, when Perth has barely played finals in the last 20 or 30 years? And the concern from the commission was that maybe Perth has now lost a generation of supporters. And we hope to talk to Adrian Barrich about that when he comes on the show. We're still trying to get hold of uh, Barra as we speak. These are important conversations WA Footy has to have. And I think in the background of that is this underlying question that I've raised at the top of the show. Should West Coast be a publicly owned entity or a privately owned entity? And I would argue they're already a privately controlled entity that doesn't hand over the money commensurate with being a privately controlled entity. And that is the point I'm trying to make at the top of the show. Either the WA football system has to be able to access more of West Coast money or the Eagles have to become a privately owned entity where the private owners actually pay for the privilege of controlling the club. But now we do have Adrian Barrage, the president of the Perth Football Club on the line. Barra, welcome to the show. G'day, Duff. Great to join you, mate. Apologies for that. Um, a bloke came to the door, roofing contractor, because uh, my roof caved in with a storm last night. So um, 
I thought I'd better do that. It was a company run by Peter Hughes. You remember Peter Hughes, the Bali I do. bombing survivor? Fantastic man. Yeah, so anyway, that's where I was. So I apologise for not being there to talk footy with you, mate. That's all right, mate. Um, the briefing from the West Australian Football Commission last week, how much of a shock was it to the Waffle Clubs? Um, fair to say it was a bit like a bomb going off for the presidents. Um, I guess... I guess they're sort of they've decided now that um, they need to now's the time to draw draw a line in the sand and work out where the competition is going, uh, how it's going to operate, what it stands for, and some of the figures that they gave. The, the fellow that did the study was Nick Marvin, who used to run the uh, Wildcats, and with Jack Bendat did a magnificent job building that franchise. And so he's a man with a lot of credibility. And so I think that was the greatest wake-up call for me when a bloke like Nick Marvin, who had that had the cats going flying, and says, look, you blokes have got a bit of a problem here in the waffle. You're losing money, you're losing crowds, your audience is mainly blokes over 50. You need to start pitching to the 18 to 34-year-olds. You need to get more women in. You need to get more families. Otherwise, you're going to go under. Um, it was a great shock to me, and I think the ramifications are still being felt. And I think the other presidents, I haven't had a chance to catch up with them yet, but I'm pretty sure they're all sort of shaking their head going, wow, we thought we were doing okay, but this is a temperature test that we probably probably needed. And hopefully it brings change. And I think, Duff, you're a great advocate for the waffle, and I think you really do understand um, some of the challenges. And We'll try and get Barra back. We've just lost him off the line. The phone went uh, uh, went dead, so we'll, we'll get back. One of the things that I'm keen to ask Adrian about uh, when we do get him back is country zones, and this is one of the points that the WA Football Commission made and when we spoke to Michael Roberts on the show last week and when I spoke to him for Code Sports. It was that the inequity in the competition means that certain clubs just haven't been able to share in success. And, in fact, I think it's something like four – Clubs have won 75% of the premierships over the last 32 years. Barry, we've got you back. Um, when we spoke to Michael Roberts on this show, he mentioned about country zones and the potential to use country zones as a potential lever to even out the competition a little bit and give a club like Perth, where you are, a better chance of sharing in success. Now, can you just explain to our listeners the zones you have compared to uh, uh, the zones that a club like Claremont has? Yeah, well, I suppose that was one of the most startling parts of the research that uh, Nick Marvin had done, the the former Wildcats boss. And and when he was pointing it out, it's very hard to argue with... uh, the work that he'd done and a man of a bloke of his stature. So I can't, we, when we went through and we had a look at all the regional centres attached to all the different clubs, certainly Perth and South Fremantle as well, actually, and uh, West Perth have really poor um, regional zones and regional recruiting areas. I mean, the best recruiting zone in Australia is the Midwest, from Geraldton, when you go by a number of AFL recruits. And then, of course, um, Claremont's got Albany and the Kimberley, and they're, they're super strong. And they do a great job down there. Dale Peninsula does a fantastic job down in, the, in Albany. And they look after the Kimberley very well as well. So it's just, Duff, it's just a case of 
Okay, I think there's a line in there, isn't there, from Nick Marvin, where he says you kind of have to take your club hat off and look for what is the greater good for the competition. And having two clubs dominating in the last decade and the Colts being won by the same two or three clubs for the last 20 years is not healthy. And you should be in a, in a situation where each club at least once a decade could challenge for a premiership and every five or six years can make the top four, which hasn't been happening, has it? The comp's just been dominated by a handful of clubs, um, and they provided those stats. And the other thing is about crowds, the crowds dropping. Um, over 50 blokes are the main sort of target audience at the moment that come to the footy. They need to sort of go for the 18 to 34-year-olds. They need to get the families involved. They need to look at match day entertainment. They need to... Just tweak the model and it's probably the time I suppose so hopefully everybody can sort of put aside their own allegiances and think you know what maybe this will be better for the comp if East Perth wins a premiership or Perth wins a premiership or Swan Districts are regularly playing finals uh, even East Romano has got a massive following they're starting to come good and I mean they're important you know what I mean so and as a big waffle person like yourself, I think you'd understand all that. As, a, as, a, as an, a bloke just outside the system and who's studied it and supports it, I think he's on the right track, Nick Marvin, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. I, I think we all understand that. We all understand that Subiaco has been too strong for too long to be good for the waffle competition. That's not Subiaco's fault. Although there is the interesting, no, uh, no, there is the interesting list management uh, methods that they've pursued over that time, Adrian. Um, but we'll we'll leave that for another time. Um, but yeah, Claremont has inherent advantages. I think Subiaco's finances have given them inherent advantages over the competition. Barra, one thing I raised in a Code Sports article last night, which is getting a lot of feedback, both favourable and un- and unfavourable. Oh. Is that Hang on, mate. Can you? Hey, can I drop out again now, please? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> is this about the? Is this about privatising the Eagles? Well, they already are, aren't they? Are, are the Eagles? <laughs> well, they are a business. They're a very good business, my friend. Are they? They're already privately controlled. Am I right? <laughs> oh, tough. Um, are they? Well, it's very hard, uh, mate. Well, let, let's let's put it this way: it's very hard to. For anyone to actually change anything in that in that space, because if you and I, Glenn Bartlett, John Warsfold, Chris Ellison, Kerry Stokes wanted to put a ticket together like they do in Melbourne, like what's happening probably at Carlton at the moment, there's probably a crew getting together and going, "This ain't working. We ain't. We're not putting up with this. We're taking over the joint." That cannot happen. You know, you have to go to the Footy Commission and say, "We'd like to do this," and they'd say, "No, no, you're not doing that. It's too disruptive." So, yeah, it's. It's a weird setup, and I think it might be time to tweak it. I don't know, but in terms of selling off the Eagles to a bunch of businessmen, I don't know. I'm probably not skilled in that area to comment. Guff, is that sorry to do that? (laughs) Can you comment on this? So last year, West Coast generated $83 million in the bleakest of bleak seasons. They still generated $83 million. Fremantle generated 66. Fremantle handed over $2.3 million to the WA Football Commission and West Coast handed over 2.7. So therefore, an extra $17 million in money, only $400,000 of that found its way to the WA Football Commission. Yes. Give us your thoughts on that. Well, you'd have to say that it's 
it's not set up exactly perfectly uh, the way it is. Well, obviously, you know, <laughs> you know Duff, you're a, you are a bugger. You know the system because you know what happened. They nearly the Eagles were within weeks of being bankrupt, so they went under, and they yeah, thirty years a, you know, ago. <laughs> And blokes did put in a lot of money. But, um, look, the, the only thing I would say is that uh, I, I just I just don't know how how you would change it. And the, the West Coast Eagles are an incredible business and they've got, what, 100,000 members and they've had two years of absolute pain. Um, and probably their brand hasn't... They're a bit like Coca-Cola or, you know petrol or something like that you know they it's the mcdonald's they're very hard to taint um and you, you, you I'm, and not, I no, I'm not trying to lived. taint them I'm, I'm not trying to taint them they're, like people misunderstand what i'm saying i'm just saying the west australian football commission needs more money out of that sort of like what is the point of 55 million dollar share portfolio to west coast what purpose does that money serve well, the only thing I would say there is that they have some challenges ahead. And one would be, as you would know now, with the Eagles being so poor this year that the, the, the money that they pay into the footy commission, into the footy system, will be much lower and will drop by uh, quite a bit. And um, and also... Uh, so what, they're, they're, they're going to the go reason- broke this year, are they? No, they won't go broke, but they won't be putting in as much as they have been in the past. So that's got to be looked at. And then also... So they're still going to make um, a profit. The nego- they're still going to make a profit. They will. Yeah. And also the negotiations with the government ahead in terms of so 2027 when the deal for the, for the move from Subiaco Oval to Optus Stadium gets renegotiated. You know, I, I, I got the feeling that the government was saying, hang on, why are we tipping in so much money... Uh, that's 10 or 11 million bucks a year, isn't it? So when we already, when the footy seems to be going okay. So, yeah, I'm not exactly, honestly, Duff, I don't know exactly how you would change it or or how it needs to be changed or why it needs to be changed. But um, it, it, it is, uh, I mean, you know, the other thing that gets me is that the West Coast Eagles and the Dockers, but West Coast probably number one, Docks number two. They are the cash cows of the competition. The Eagles are under a, a lot of pressure at the moment. And now I don't feel like there's a collegiate feel where we go, you know what, the Eagles are really struggling. We should try to help them out if we can. Even at the waffle level, um, that's become a debacle, hasn't it, their team? Um, well, I was told by the West Australian there. Football Commission, Barra, that West Coast have not put a proposal to them about how to build a better list. Right. So it has so to start. It, it has to start with that, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and you heard Simo. What was our mate from from South Australia? He was really quizzing him, wasn't he, after the game when they got absolutely embarrassed by the Adelaide Crows and um, and Michelangelo D'Angelo Rucci, and he was and Simo admitted that okay, we're cutting deep, and we are going. I'm going to have to sever ties with some of my favourite players, and also. I think that they're aiming to have something like 17 players under 21 by you know next season once the drafts are all over. So I think they're moving in the right direction now, and they've been shifted. But it's a very complicated situation, <laughs> you know. I, I don't. I just don't reckon it is, Barra. I I think that they are effectively a privately controlled club. I, I'm happy for them to to do whatever they do with their list management and, and that sort of thing. I'm just saying. It is pointless for one body to have 
$55 million in a share portfolio, to have $109 million in net assets, and the rest of the WA football system, apart from Fremantle, who is relatively comfortable, the, the rest of the WA football system is on the breadline. And, and the WA football system owns the West Coast Eagles. What's the point? Yeah, well, I might, uh, it might be something we have to raise with Nick Marvin and say you need to look a bit broader in terms of your, you know, who the saviours of the waffle can be. Mate, I mean, you're making a good point. I mean, the only thing I would say is that the Victorian clubs, and I hate to, you know, we always go try to bash the Vicks, don't we, when we're under the pump. But, you know, Hawthorne make a fortune out of those hotels that they buy and then sell off and that sort of thing. So they... Every club is looking after their own backyard, aren't they? And that's what the Eagles are up against. They're yeah, but, fighting against but they the are, Collingwoods. And the- they are owned by their own club. I mean, if, if West Coast wanted to be a standalone-owned club and buy their way out of their licence, I'm happy with that too. I'm just saying that they are effectively independent of the commission and the money they hand over for being independent is not enough for the wealth they generate. So let's just accept the fact that they're independent, have them pay the money that the WA system is due, and then they can get on with their own business and they can be accountable to their customers. Well, you know what I reckon you should do? I reckon that I believe Wayne Martin KC is back in town. He's the chairman of the WA Footy Commission. I reckon he, him, I would love to hear you and him debate this. I reckon this would be this would be important discussion for football and then football people in the football world in WA because um, you're certainly hitting on a topic of conversation that happens everywhere. And I can I get how the waffle clubs are going. Well, hang on, we're doing all the work underneath. We're running the Colts. Um, we we can't have the juniors really. I don't think. But even though some of the clubs do want to look after the juniors as well, and we're trying to be to play our role, but we're sort of doing it with one hand behind our back, particularly at the Perth Footy Club. So Wayne Martin's your man, mate. He's uh, it's out of my pay range, I reckon. And, and uh, <laughs> you're the you're the right bloke for it. <laughs> Barrett, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming on the show. I wish you all the best with fixing that roof, mate. I hope it. Uh, I hope you you get that done before there's more rain <laughs> and the Perth Footy Club mate and uh, there'll be a phone I know you're a big South man but there's a bit there'll be a phone call coming in going Duff bring those great ideas of yours to the demons mate we're ready to adopt them <laughs> alright <laughs> we'll, we'll chat again soon Adrian Barrich the uh, the president of the Perth Demons of course great uh, Channel 7 personality as well what do you reckon you can have your say on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or you can call us on the open line on 13 12 55 we'll take a break